0: If you're an entrepreneur with PMDD, then this talk that I'm about to have with Dr. Helena Tucker is for you. This is gonna be like a, a coaching session for entrepreneurs with PMDD. She is going to give practical tools and tips what you can do around marketing, around showing up, around imposter syndrome, around balancing right your private life with your business life, how you can be more productive. In your business life. I mean, it's about to go down. Dr. Helena Tucker, here I come. I'm ready to write down and get some tips from you. (laughs) Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top experts share hope, guidance and next steps for your PMDD healing and PMDD relief journey. And right now I am so excited and happy to be joined by Dr. Helena Tucker because Helena is a big part of our community already. So that's why I'm so happy that she said yes to the summit. So let me introduce Dr. Helena Tucker to you. She is a clinical psychologist and coach and PMDD specialist, that's why she's here. And Helena helps entrepreneurs with PMDD to reclaim control, balance, and confidence by using science based psychological methods. She has her own experience of PMDD motivating her work in this field. And she also has 15 years of experience in clinical practice and runs her own international business. Helena, welcome to the summit.
1: Oh, what an introduction. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure being here. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Oh, I am so happy to have you. And I really find your topic quite enticing and interesting because I'm an entrepreneur myself. And I just want to say out there to y'all, to you in the community, if you're not an entrepreneur, you know, you might be an employee, you know, also We're doing your own thing and you might, you know, want to have a promotion, you might want to do your thing. So keep on listening. I think this can apply to all of us out there. So Helena, let's just start right. Let's go right into it. Could you share a little bit about your story and why you're so passionate about supporting entrepreneurs with PMDD? Sure, sure. Really happy to.
1: You know what? I have my own experience of PMDD and for a very long time, As I'm sure many people listening and watching, you know, not knowing what it is, what is happening, and really that disconnection between mental health and my menstrual cycle. So, own experience of it, training as a psychologist, going through my own um, therapy while I was doing my training and trying to work out what is happening with my mental health. And it was only in my 30s when I put those pieces together, really. And realize oh this is connected to my menstrual cycle okay what do i do about this so having more therapy and obviously working with clients and because this started clicking together i began to be really interested in this okay are other clients that i'm working with experiencing similar difficulties so asking more about the menstrual cycle so then really moving in my clinical practice to working with people who menstruate and supporting them in using science-based strategies and methods to work with extreme PMS and with PMDD. So, That's one part of it. The other is the last four years I've been running um, my own business, and definitely there's another whole layer of oof PMDD. How do I do this when I'm running my own business? I'm the boss and and kind of boss of myself, (laughs) and doing all of these different things, all of these tasks, managing it all at once, and kind of struggling with some ups and downs. So really, what I've done over the last years is dug down and you know, what is, what are the strategies, what are the skills, what are the systems I need to have in place? Let's put all my learning or my therapy for myself, but all the therapy I do with clients, let's put it all together and let's develop a program that is specifically focusing on people who struggle with PMDD and who are entrepreneurs. So it's been a journey of doing that for myself to be then able to kind of
0: guide others on that journey. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for guiding us. And I also want to say thank you, you know, for noticing this connection and for yourself and then using your own expertise to help us and help the community. I think it's so valuable. You know, we need more people to make that connection with the menstrual cycle. So thank you for the work that you do. And you said that, and I, I love this quote. You said that your strengths and needs change throughout your menstrual cycle. This is normal. You're not meant to be the same all the time. You are not meant to be 100% on all the time. I love this because sometimes I do beat myself up, right? Oh, like last week you were so energetic and this week you just want to hide. So how can we use our menstrual cycle to support ourselves as entrepreneurs? Gosh, I'm so with you about that,
1: you know, feeling bad about I'm not the same every week, right? And the pressure of the society to be the same be linear be consistent be consistent with your business right and and kind of getting the balance there yeah and then feeling like gosh what is wrong with me that this is changing and then this is impacting my business um to your question how do we use our menstrual cycle to support ourselves and to support our businesses yeah obviously we go through all the different phases of our cycle and what You know, what we usually look at when we think about PMDD is this is the bad time. This is what's really difficult. And that's often where the focus lies. Understandably so, right? Because that gets in the way a lot of the time. But something that I'm really working and have done the work myself and do with the the people that I work with is, can we work with our body and our natural biological rhythm? rather than working against it and trying to push our body to this linear, I'm the same all the time, which is not something, this is not how we're built. This is not how we are wired as people who menstruate. So how can we support ourselves throughout you know, the changing phases of the cycle? Um, I think about my cycle as, and I'm sure many people have heard this metaphor of the seasons of the year, right? So the spring, the follicular phase, here I am, I'm feeling quite excited about connecting with others. I'm quite creative. Uh, I have lots of ideas. There's a sense of just flow and play. And how can we use that as a resource in our business? often for me, that's a brilliant time to do planning, to begin in, to begin to reach out to people, to connect with people, to kind of look at the bigger picture of my business. What am I doing? How am, am I planning for this cycle, right? That can be such a great resource there and, and get into a, a space of play and just enjoyment of that. I think that can be something that we can really access at that time of the cycle. Moving to the next phase, when we're in ovulation, um, you know, for many of us, it can be the case that we um, feel a lot more kind of, right, this is the time to socialize, this is a time when I... Book my ski, uh, speaking engagements, right? Like my face is more symmetrical, my voice is more attractive, you know, all of those things that our body naturally just does and is a great resource. I'm um, good with networking. If I'm doing sales calls, that might be a good time to do this. If I am recording videos, you know, all of those things can be such a great resource uh, during our cycle, right? Yes. Then we move to the premenstruum and yes, this can be really, really challenging, absolutely. And, and that's the time to really look after ourselves, slow down, and, and we know all the, the long list of challenges we can run into. At the same time, I kind of wonder when we, um, you know, where we can tap into the resources and strengths here at the same time, right? So I know, because I'm maybe a bit more irritated by what's happening around me, right? I'm a lot better at setting boundaries and saying, you know what? No, this does not work, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm usually kind of known for being quite polite and kind. And there comes this woman saying, you know what? This is not how we're going to do it, right? What a great resource to to tap into at that time of the cycle. And I really noticed being in this place of, you know, refining and editing. So when we're at the beginning, we're in this place of planning and bigger picture. Often our body can really support us to be in this place of, okay, the fine detail. What am I looking at? How am I editing and refining my business, yeah. my messaging, my promotion, whatever it is. Um, and then we obviously get to menstruation and the time where we just need to slow down mm. and rest and take things slower. Yeah. And a really good time to reflect and you know, think about what are my values, how what I am doing is in line with my values and kind of that deeper connection with ourselves and deeper thinking. Yes. So knowing that all of this changes and knowing how we change and really
0: support ourselves as entrepreneurs and, and moving forward with our business. Uh, that feels quite empowering because you know you were saying in our winter it's a great time to reflect and reconnect with our values because I know sometimes as, as entrepreneurs or even just as humans right we go barking up the wrong tree we're like oh this is what I need this is what I need to do for my business but but then you know it's just like our ego or it's just some weird patterning from our you know past or society so winter is a really great time to is this aligned with me? Is what I'm planning for the upcoming time, is this aligned? And I also love what you said, you know, for me in my autumn in my luteal phase, my anger gets strong, my irritation, but this is also when I get shit done. Like I am like, oh, this thing that you did not want to do, you're doing that right now. So it's really weird that totally that energy, I can feel that. It's that inner critic, but also it's that inner badass that is like, do this now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It is that inner badass, right? And there's yeah.
1: something about just like focus goes like this. And, you know, the, the stuff I don't want to be doing, looking at spreadsheets or the stuff that has just been on my to-do list forever. Yeah. Like, right, this is the time to get it done. exactly, as you're saying. What a great resource we can tap into,
0: right? Exactly, and it's right within us. So thank you for for sharing that. And I think gotcha. it's really valuable. And you know, you're a part of our Facebook group and we have like just the most awesome people in our PMDD Facebook group. and they they gave uh, us some questions. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna pose these questions to you. and Tanya, she asked you, how do we keep our business alive when we're in luteal up to two weeks a month? What a great question. Thank you, Tanya. Absolutely.
1: Tanya, I totally hear you. This can be really challenging, right?
0: Like if I have
1: just two good weeks in my cycle, how challenging to keep our business going? One of the things that I would want to mention here is the difference between productivity and potency. Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, as we were talking about the the, the previous question you were asking, how we can tap into the resources in the different phases of the cycle, we often have, understandably so, because of what the society and all the kind of people around us tell us, what does productivity mean? Is I am on all the time, 100%. I am doing, doing, doing. Mm -hmm. And when we, don't when we take time off when we reflect when we're not working I don't know 10 hours a day we might feel like oh I am not being productive right but I'm sure you know what it's like when you've been sat in front of a computer for five hours and you're trying to write something and it's just you're looking at a blank page or you write a sentence delete it 15 times and it's just not happening right (laughs) oh gosh yeah we've all been there what is the best thing to do make yourself sit there for another hour? Is it really really going to happen? Or is there something in walking away and having the time away to then come back and get back to it when there is the energy, when there is the flow to yeah. do that, right? Yeah. So when I'm talking about potency, I think what really brings potency as we connect with our cycle and really tap into the resources of that. I know that when I rest at menstruation, gosh my cycle is really really different I have I've taken you know I often take a few days off where I work half a day and I do a lot less and I I try not to give myself a hard time about Mm -hmm. it right and then that might not feel very productive if someone asks me what have you done today you know what I've done three hours of work just like and what Netflix it was great I tried what like tea like biscuits right not productive but when I do do that the resources the strengths that I've just spoken about before is something that I can tap into so much more so then there is a potency in what I do right so that then I can in the next phase of my cycle can sit there and really you know and that email out in in half an hour rather than sitting there so Mindful that this is not answering the full question, but I wonder if that's one piece, to say here. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. The other thing that comes to mind is you know, something I, I really think about my work and how I organize my business and think about my business model is what is the basic need, right? What is the what are the absolutely necessary things I need to do? And they're must-dos. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, seeing my individual clients, doing the admin around that. And, and I try to really kind of narrow that down to a specific amount of time. So then there is a leeway, right? So what is the basic stuff I need to do? And yes, I'm going to make sure I do do that. Uh, can I do that even in the luteal phase? You know, sometimes I really, I can have a really challenging luteal phase, but when I know I only have three clients today and the admin stuff can be done next week, then there is a bit more like, okay, my business is still going and I know that next week I will have a bit more spaciousness a bit more energy to do stuff so how can you make sure the basic stuff happens what are the extras uh and how do we kind of relate to the extras and something that one of my clients has actually developed which I absolutely love is this system of menus and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more later about the course that I'm running um, and we talk a lot about a system that we use to support our businesses, right? Which is so important. And one of the systems that my client developed, which uh, I love, is there's different menus for different parts of the cycle. So this week, I, this is on my menu, right? So I am doing speaking engagements. I am writing. I am on social media. There is another menu that when I'm kind of struggling with, it feels really hard, I might do the more admin tasks where I might not make a lot of mistakes or do a little bit of research or, you know, do some inputting stuff into a table or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so then again, we, we continue to do work. We have the sense of, yes, I am continuing to work my business. I am being productive but not this boom and bust kind of situation that we can get into do 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 for those two weeks of the cycle completely exhausted and then two weeks of nothing because I can't manage right so it's something just really um, I guess another point I'm adding to this is checking in with ourselves about what is it that I need today it might not be every luteal phase, every day of the luteal phase is exactly the same, right? So one of the things that we do with my clients on my course is this mindful check-in, the check-in with the whole of myself, right? So the, the things that we look at is, am I doing in my body? What, what am I noticing? What do I need? Mm-hmm. And what is the 1% or 1 plus percent I can give myself today? based on those needs, right? So I might need eight hours of sleep and just sleep through the day. I might not give myself that, but what's my one plus percent is I'm going to take a break every 45 minutes, 15 minutes and go outside for a walk where I'm going to have a 20 minute nap. Yeah, Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's the body. Then checking in with my emotional self. Uh, how is my emotional self feeling? What do I need here? And then with my mind, with my thoughts, right? What what thoughts are present? What's happening here? What does this part of me need? And then as we connect with each part, the the advice really is moving at the pace of my most vulnerable part, Mm. right? So my body might just want to go ahead and my uh, intellect is like to-do list, 15 things on it that I need to do in the next hour. But maybe my emotional self feels a little bit tender, a little bit needs a bit of attention, needs a bit of care. So how can I move at the pace with my most vulnerable part? Um, so those are just kind of some, some mm-hmm. thoughts to add to, the, to that question. I'm mindful there's
0: probably a lot more we could say, but Tanya, I really hope that that answers your question. Uh, I loved that answer, the having a menu, right, for the different parts of our menstrual cycle. And I have noticed as a new entrepreneur, I bring a lot of my employee mindset into my entrepreneurship that as an employee every day basically almost looks the same when you're an employee right you do this and yeah. you do this and you do this kind of every day and everybody's doing the same thing every day but as an entrepreneur, we get to choose what mm-hmm. is best suited for me today and we get yeah. to choose and I'm a, right now I'm on my um in my winter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm on my bleed but I have to do these interviews I want to do these interviews because this is like the best thing ever. But after the interviews, I go for a walk. I go take a nap. I chill the F out. I have noticed in my luteal and also coming into my winter, I love doing my website. So I was like, oh, let me start doing the website for the summit. So I'm kind of just noticing different things I like to do at different times, but also honoring myself if I have to do something that's maybe out of the scope of that menstrual phase to kind of still put in the rest or whatever we need to do. So thank you for that answer, that was awesome. Yeah.
1: Thank
0: you, pleasure. And um, so we have some questions and Sarah and Mandy, they both asked a similar question and they said, how do we not burn out or overextend ourselves? Gosh, good question. And it goes back to what we were saying about
1: that boom and bust, right? Here I have the energy I'm doing, doing, doing. I was just speaking to a client of mine and she was talking about how she gets to, you know, ride before the bleed. And it's just like, oh, I literally fall and I can't move for days because I've really just kind of been running. Um, how do we do that? I think something that I've just talked about before that checking in on a mm. daily basis or even more often right like okay what's happening what do I need yeah. how to move as the most vulnerable part of myself. Yeah. Uh, rest yeah. at menstruation I think is such a key thing because this is exactly when our body needs the rest when our mm. emotional self needs the rest that we can really you know, soak in as we move into the next phases of our cycle. And then, you know, practical stuff, something I've been doing, and maybe that's also answering Tanya's question, is batching, like batch working. So, for example, if you have, um, you know, some social media posts to schedule, and I put my hand up, sometimes I do struggle with social media because I find it really overwhelming and like overfacing and especially luteal phase. I want to be seen and heard. That might be really challenging, right? So something that I find really helpful a lot of my clients do as well is, you know, let me get a month of social media ready. For example, let me get, you know, so one of my clients is doing six months. And it's like, you know what? I ha- I spent two days uh, a really focused working on it, often help quite, you know, in her lip phase. And there she just like gets all of that done. They are ready and prepared to go. And then the next thing, as we talked about assistance, is you know either having um, you know an an automated system, a, a website where you can input all of that and that sends it all out, yeah. or uh, a lot of people that I speak to have a virtual assistant. Right. So, an example: if we can employ someone, and this might not be a huge cost, and I know I've been a bit reluctant to step into that. Um, actually having people work for me but oh my goodness it's been like the the best thing I have done if I have something that I can hand over to someone else and you know it could be just as little as like $10 an hour or something but I can spend that time focusing on something else for example you know I'm working on some worksheets and handouts and I can totally do that myself, but can I give it to someone who does the design really nice? And it mm. just kind of arrives in my inbox and I'm like, oh, thank you very much, right? Mm. And I've spent that time, say, with my client, or that spend that time doing some creative work or whatever it is. Yeah. So those mm. systems in place, like, you know, having a virtual assistant, uh, having things like Calendly, some a, a software that schedules my appointments, What's the time of, you know, I work with people all over the world. So trying to figure out time zones. Oh, no, don't want to do that. So, Calendly or using systems like Asana, where I have, you know, there is a list of things I need to do, sending this to someone who is, for example, looking after my website. Please do this. I wake up, that bit is done, right? <laughs> so, this could be the work things in place, but also, what are the systems that support our work that can be happening at home, right? So when I know that I have to be doing the shopping and cleaning and you know the long list of things that we might be needing to do, are there things that we can put in place to support us as well, right? So online shop, can I just in a few minutes just do a delivery and it comes home or you know a few times a week I might have a meal delivered so I'm not spending the time preparing it. Um, communicating with my partner or people around me in my support system you know what this week I don't want to go do the shopping or you need to look after the cleaning or taking the dog out for a walk right so are there practical things and systems you can do in place to not do everything yourself I think as entrepreneurs we can get to a place of like I do everything myself can we hand over delegate some of that stuff yeah. That takes practice, but it could be just little things that we begin to do and feel the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that can have a really significant impact on that, you know, not burning out, not doing everything ourselves and overextending ourselves.
0: Wow. I'm, I'm sure all of our entrepreneurs out there are writing this down because I am writing furiously. <laughs> Those are some amazing tips. Thank you, Helena. And Mandy, um, she also asked, uh, when working from home? For example, as many of us do, how do we transition from mom mode or partner mode, right, into boss mode and back again? How do we unite these different parts of ourselves? Oof,
1: Mandy, I feel your pain. It's a tough one, right? I think it's a really tough one for all of us, so you're not alone in it. Um, What I find really helpful for me and uh, something that we're working on with my clients is separation, and I think time and space are two elements that are really important so yeah. space just for work like this is my office and I don't do other things than work here I'm mindful that this might not be possible for everyone but if that's possible even just like in this corner of this room it's just work right just keeping that mental separation of that yeah. the same with time and this time I do work and that time I'm being a mom and that time I'm being a partner Again, it's, it can be really tough, right? But if there's things and systems we can put in place to separate those things, I think that can be really helpful. Communication, right? So if, if we have a partner who is helping, who is there kind of parenting with us uh, or looking after the home with us or whatever it is, I think communication around where I am in my cycle is key I often have a calendar on the fridge I Do, don't have that at the moment but I, I, a while ago I did when I when I began to live with my partner actually and he was not aware of you know how I moved through the different parts of my cycle and it's like autumn darling uh, I need lots of cups of tea and a lot of attention and not a lot of pressure okay <laughs> um, so just just even just having toward hand communication around what I need and what I might need my partner to do again really helpful there so before obviously we talked about delegating and planning around our cycle using systems that help us to to make things easier so I kind of wonder whether that is something um, that can be helpful and just one more thing that comes to yeah. mind and obviously we talked about the different seasons and it often can be the phase that during our follicular and ovulation phase we that in that outward space in that giving space we can be like you know super moms super partners because we're out there for people and benefiting on that you know really kind of as if you're putting that credit in your bank account right and then the other part of that cycle is like we can't keep doing that all the time it doesn't work like that what uh we talked about the system and practical things of doing that, but there's something internal here as well, isn't it? About allowing ourselves to, I'm not in mom mode all the time. I'm not in partner mode all the time. You know what? Right now I i need more space for myself. or I really need to focus on my business. So you take that because I've been, you know, for the last two weeks, have been putting all that credit in the bank account. So I'm going to take some of that out, right? Because that's what I need, so kind of wondering how we do that on those two levels, the more internal, allowing ourselves to do that, but then more the the practical things
0: that we use as well. Beautiful. Amazing. So, mm. so good. Thank you. And then um, Barbara, sure. this is our, our last question from the community. Barbara wanted you to speak a little bit about imposter syndrome.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Any critic can be really loud in the luteal phase, right? Mine can be a bit of a um be right like a really a really nasty <laughs> yeah. yeah oh and I really see how my imposter syndrome can be really connected to that right practical things that I I do is one self-compassion and I bring self-compassion to myself when self-doubt is around when I don't feel good enough and I I have those days when I don't feel like yeah, I'm good enough is this good enough for the people that I work with how can I bring kindness and compassion to that state? Mm. Sometimes we really want to get rid of it. I don't want to feel like that. But often the more we push it away, the more it comes back, right? So, and I, you know, what often I do is just kind of put my hand on my heart and on my belly and I just say, darling, all right, all right. I know you feel anxious. I feel like, you know, you feel like this. It's going to be okay. Mm. <laughs> bring in that kindness and just, Acknowledging it can be hard. Imposter syndrome is around for a lot of us, right? And especially in that, that part of our cycle. Another thing I do is reminding myself who I am, right? So this is something we often do in sessions with my clients when there's that, oh, but is this good enough? And like, okay, write bio, how you would want to present yourself. And you know, sometimes I have a bio on a clinic, one of the clinics that I work with. And I have days when I go to it, look it up on the internet and like, let me read my bio. And like, oh, I've I like been this expert here and I've done this. Like, oh, she sounds amazing. Oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, I sound amazing. I've done a lot. Another the thing I do is also read my client's right? So sometimes, you know, when clients say, you know, this was so helpful. People have completed my program and they're right. And say, you know, this is something this week at one client of mine has said, you know, this work has really revolutionized my life. And I'm like, oh, how amazing. Let's make a note of it. And I'm going to remind myself when the, imp- the syndrome is around, mm-hmm. this is the truth. This is the reality, because we all know that we can get to this place that we're not really connected to the truth about who we are. And when the inner critic, we might really believe the, the lies and terrible things that they can say about us, right? So that reminder yeah. of that is really important. Mm. One more thing to add is yeah. self-celebration and self-appreciation, right? So the thing that we do really regularly in the uh, program that I run with my clients is daily self-celebration. So how what do you celebrate about yourself today, right? What are you proud of? Mm. Having that to mind every day and connecting that with a ritual. So for example, I usually go on uh, the same walk or the same place for a walk with my dog every day. There's a bit of the journey, a bit of the road where there's trees on both sides. I know this might sound a bit bit weird, but that works for me so you might find something weird that works for you the trees are like that and they kind of as if they have their hands together and you know when you like a run and then like people do this and they kind of cheer you on like well done (laughs) and I'm in that part of the road I that's my celebration and I walk and I'm like Helena I'm really proud of you well done for doing this and well done for being like that and And again, just that kindness and compassion because it's so easy to focus on the things that we're not doing well or our shortcomings. So bringing that kindness and bringing that celebration, if that is something they can make into a ritual, oh, that can be just
0: such a a medicine, especially at that time. Beautiful. Some self-celebration, yay. We are almost (laughs) at time, Dr. Helena, but I do want to get maybe a few more questions in there.
1: Some sure. people
0: really um, have the anger and the rage part. That's me. I'm one of those people. So, how do we not flip out on our clients or, you know, like write that annoyed email when we're in our luteal phase? Do you have any tips for that one?
1: Yeah, gosh, that can be a really tricky one, can't it? One thing I, I often use this is this idea of a thermometer, right? So, here I am at zero, feeling really calm. Here I am at 100, blowing up, sending out those emails or saying something that I regret later. Can we notice the temperature rising? And how do we do that? Can we connect with our body? Sometimes it might be the case that we notice at, you know, if it's zero to 10, we notice at eight when it's really hard to bring it back down, yeah. right? What is it for you when you notice I'm at point two, point three, point four, right? What happens in your body? I really notice is it something in my belly? Is it something that I begin to pace or I'm just getting this kind of irritable energy in my body? Yeah. What do I need at that point to look after myself? Maybe this is the time to walk away from the computers, to stop writing that email and think about what are my values? And We obviously talked about values when when connecting to those, when we're menstruating, and that yeah. might be something to kind of connect to. How do I want to be in my work? How do I want to be with my clients? How do I want to be with my employees? And, if, and have it somewhere visible. Like I really want to be kind and compassionate to the people I work with. I want to be understanding. And I also want to put boundaries in place, right? How do I keep that to mind and access it when I notice that I'm moving up on that thermometer? Yeah. And, you know, the, the bigger picture of that, that can be in the moment, but the big, bigger picture of that, I and mean, we going back to that self-care, the planning, having the support system, tapping into all of those different strengths in our cycle now, that was a whistle stop but, uh
0: but hope <laughs> hope that's helpful absolutely and here's my my last one because this is so important marketing it's so important for us entrepreneurs out there to get the word out but sometimes marketing can feel so it feels like i'm being pushy also it feels weird ah, I don't want to be seen, you know, I'm like, oh, people are going to judge me. They're going to criticize me. Is there, how can we reframe that? Or do you have any tips for us for that Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm.
1: Helena? Gosh, again, a tricky one, isn't it? Especially when we're in that luteal phase and the the critic and the self-mitment is really present. (laughs) Um, One thing I would say here is it takes courage to be seen, doesn't it? It takes real courage to go out there and say, this is who I am and this is what I do. And I wonder how we build courage in a in small step. For example, if we think about um, running a business and say, having an offer. So an example of a client I work with, you know, they are developing an online course. Now to, say, here's this course, here is how much it is. And here I am kind of pushing myself that can be, that can feel a really kind of a big step forward, right? Putting stuff on social media and so on. What are the small steps to get to here and, and have more confidence? For example, having a prototype offer. Okay, so it might not be this whole full course, But we might just run like a a beta course, like a prototype course that might be at a lower price when we we might say to our clients, look, this is the first time I am running this and I would really appreciate some feedback. Um, The price is lower. I'm going to ask if you've had a good experience to maybe give me a testimonial. And can that be, you know, we, we kind of put this smaller offer out, and I'm like, oh, people are having a good experience. Okay, I can do that. Okay, this is how I'm going to manage, for example, social media. This is the good feedback I'm getting. So, really building that confidence, building mm-hmm. that trust in myself, building the confidence in my offer, and building the evidence that this is helpful to people. So, when, when we do that, um, you know, we, I think we just have more ground to stand on when the inner critic comes in and when the kind of judgment is around. Another thing is, and as something I need to remind myself, you know, we will be judged, right? Like people will judge us as confident as we might feel, as brilliant as our offer might be. People will judge and they're coming from you know, the experiences, their triggers, their difficulties, they often might see in us someone they might have had a difficult experience with and so on. So knowing that this is an inevitable part of the journey as an entrepreneur, can I tolerate some of that judgment? Can I be seen even though I might be judged? What is a better time of the cycle to do that? Maybe when I'm ovulating, <laughs> that's a little bit here. That might be the time to put out the more vulnerable post than in my luteal phase, right? So can I look after myself there? Yes. Um, but can I also accept that this is a part of the experience and that being authentic and being kind of confident in you know this is who I am and what I have to offer is really helpful to some people and to some people this will not resonate they will judge it and that is part of the journey can I accept that and look after myself in it. Mm
0: -hmm. Amazing what a reframe thank you that I just totally drank that in thank you thank you so much (laughs) Helena ah yes I'm gonna listen to that one again I might have it like on repeat in the evenings. So you're amazing. This has been amazing. I feel empowered as an entrepreneur. So how can, how can we work with you? How can someone, an uh, entrepreneur with PMDD, how can they work with you?
1: Oh, thank you, Chris. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm just mindful to say I'm preaching to myself here a lot of the time. <laughs>
0: How can people work with me?
1: So what I do is run a course that's called Six Day Emotional Balance Reset, and it's really helping uh, entrepreneurs to go from a place of feeling out of control, out of balance, not feeling confident about their work, to use psychological strategies and work with our body rather than get against, kind of pushing against um, our cyclical nature, and develop toolbox of strategies to. Uh, manage difficult emotions to have these systems that I have been speaking about to really thrive in our business so to get to a place of balance of control and confidence Uh, so I have a website that's called uh, drhelenathacker.com if you wanted to go there there's a uh, a free guide that you can download uh, It's five top strategies of how to go from um, struggling with uh, PMDD and all the imbalance and chaos it brings to more balance, confidence, and control. Uh, so that might be a good place to start. And then uh, you, can, uh, you can sign up for my newsletter that way and I'll be sending out some more information around, about uh, this course uh, that we'll be starting in May.
0: Oh, that sounds so juicy. And thank you for this free guide. I'm going to put the link below mm-hmm. to interview you all check this out. I mean, this has been like a class, it's like a business school class right here. I feel really empowered. I'm going to work on my business today after this talk. Thank you so much, (laughs) Helena. Do you have any last words of hope or encouragement for us entrepreneurs with PMDD or anyone with PMDD possibly? Uh, Absolutely.
1: You know what, one thing is you're not alone. There's more people and I'm mindful people know that coming to the summit and being part of this amazing community that you're in, at um, Prisma. The other thing is you can learn to ride the waves and get the waves smaller, right? So I'm sure we all know what it's like when the waves are massive and we are on the board and yeah, struggling, falling off and feel like we're drowning, right? And, and the hopeful message here, I, I really want people to hear that you can learn to ride the waves. There is skills, there is strategies, there is tools you can learn to learn to ride the waves and they do get smaller by you doing that. And another thing just to reframe, I often kind of felt like, what is wrong with me? Why am I feeling like this? Really being in a place of, can this be my superpower? Can this be my strength, right? I have such depth of awareness and understanding of what it's like to be in a really difficult place. And my sensitivity, if we want to call it that, my kind of increased awareness of what's happening around me, how that impacts me, helps me to be really attuned to other people. I can really use that in my work. I can really use the wisdom of my cycle. And I would not have learned that, not having run into these problems but I can really use it in my work and bring potency in my work up into creativity. So mindful that it can be really challenging to experience all of this, but can this actually be something that you can tap into as your strength? And I hope that we can learn the, learn to write the ways we can get the right support and right treatment and uh, thrive mm. in our businesses and in our life.
0: Mm. Thank you. Thank you for those words. Oh, I feel the encouragement, the empowerment, the compassion coming through. Thank you so much, Helena, for sharing your wisdom with us and all your knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting
1: me to have this conversation with you. And I just want to say how grateful I am for all the wonderful work that you're doing and offering support to this community. It's just incredible. So thank you so much.
0: You're so welcome. And thank you. (laughs) All y'all out there, entrepreneur or not. I know you took us away so much from this one. So share it. Hashtag gold nuggets in the group. Download that free guide. I mean, how juicy does that sound? Reach out to Helena and yeah, let's be entrepreneurs. Imagine a whole world of PMDD entrepreneurs out there. Let's get ourselves out there and yeah. Have a wonderful rest of your day, y'all. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome, and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.